Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. You're here with Ron Phillips, Angela Thomas, as always. Hey, guys. And we are here with a special guest today, man. I'm, I'm pumped to have my buddy, Corey Peterson, on the show. Let me tell you who he is and a little bit about him. But, uh, Corey, man, welcome. Thanks, brother. Man, I'm glad to hear it. Hey, you know, by the way, today's the first uh, that we're recording this because rent is due today. Rent is due today. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, Corey is the owner of Kahuna Investments. He is the big Kahuna, if you didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> so, if there's any other Kahunas out there, this is the big Kahuna. Um, and, man, he, he strives to provide his investors with, with cash flow returns, long-term capital appreciation, all through multifamily apartments, which we're going to talk about today um, because he's acquired almost $100 million in uh, multifamily properties all across the country. Um, and he's a best-selling author, and he's, he's spoke, he spoke at uh, NASDAQ and Harvard, and he's been on, on just about every news outlet you can be on. The dude is a rock star. In addition to that, he's a great personal friend of mine, and um, he's best known, I think, at least in my world, he's best known for sunshine and palm trees on your terms. Isn't that right, Corey? That's it. Sunsets and palm trees on your terms, baby. <laughs> Who yeah. wants sunsets and palm trees on their terms, Corey? Tell me somebody. I mean, like, listen, uh, that was the dream that I had almost 18 years ago, man. Uh, that's how I got in real estate is I met this guy named Bruce. And Bruce was, um, he had a home in Hawaii. My mom was actually married to him. And, um, you know, they invited me and my girlfriend, now my wife of 17 years, by the way. Um, we went out to Hawaii for the first time, and it was magical, dude. Like, Bruce had a house right on the beach. And, um, you know, I remember walking the beach, and we you know, watched the sun come up, and then it was like a light, light show, the spray from the waves, and, you know, the sun coming up and just piercing through it. And I remember looking over at Bruce's house from across the way, and I was like, what the hell does this guy do? <laughs> right. He had fine art. He had fine art, nice cars, and his phone was not ringing. Like he didn't yeah. have any courage. And when I finally got up enough courage to ask him, he said he was in real estate and that he owned apartments. Nice. So, there you go. Well, I left the island thinking he was the big guna. All right. Hey, so we're going to get back to that, Corey, but, uh, since I don't know you quite as well as Ron, I've just seen you in professional settings. You got you to gotta take me back further than that. I heard you have a, a good story. Tell us how the big kahuna came to be. Like, where did you, where'd you grow up? What did your parents do for a living? Take us way back there. Corey was not uh, raised with a silver spoon. So, I mean, <laughs> Thinking, yeah, I want to hear the story, man. Anybody out there thinking that you got to have a, <laughs> a a silver spoon upbringing to own a hundred million apartments? Yeah, uh, tell them how it is, Corey. It's just it's just not the case. So I grew up um, in West Plains, Missouri. Um, that's in the Ozarks. Like if you watched Ozarks in Netflix, that's what we're talking yeah. about, right? <laughs> but a ding 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, 
And so I, I grew up on a hundred acre farm and um, let's wow. just say I, I was voted not, you know, not most likely to succeed. You know I mean? I was an average student. Um, I barely made it out of high school. Um, but I was raised by a, a great family and, you know, on the farm, and like, if you can understand farm life, you have a lot of space, okay, mm -hmm. and a lot of time. <laughs> and so um, you go out there and you have to start dreaming, right? You dream. And, um, and I, I never reined myself in. I, I dream. I, I truly believe mm -hmm. that I could do anything, cool. you know. Um, but that was until, like, seventh grade. Like, that was great until seventh grade, okay? Because in seventh grade, like, someone threw me the curveball, and I was like, <laughs> ugh. Because, um, like, my, my, my grade school teacher, seventh grade, um, this guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he's my teacher, and he was also my coach, right? And I, back then, I'm not, you know, I was a pretty good athlete back then, back then, okay? But I really respected <laughs> this guy, and so he, he asked this question, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was to the class. And, you know, this is something that I kind of hid, you know, like my dream, like my dream. Right. And so I was hesitant at first, but finally I was like, you know what? Screw it. Today's the day, right? I'm like, pick me, right? And so he does. And I go into the front of the room, face the class, and I go, I want to be, or I didn't say I want to. I said, I'm going to be, like, as I am, a professional baseball player. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's not as soon as those words left my mouth, right? The teacher squared me in the eyes, and he's like, based upon the odds, that will never happen. Oh, what? I mean, cold as steel. Ow. And I start looking around. I'm like, what? What? In the, you know, what, what's going on? And then I'm like, <laughs> looking, at, looking at all the, the my friends, or you know, and and they believe him. They don't believe him. They believe him. And I remember like my head dropped and my shoulders shrunk. And it was the like the first time that I I, I started like, am I good enough? Could I? Can I do it? And I mean, it really scarred me. And, you know, words are powerful. And yeah. what, but now as I've gotten older, what I realized, though, is because like, before you go hating on him, because he, he, he was a good guy. But the problem was, is that my dream was a lot bigger than his. Yep. Yeah. Right? Amen. Uh -huh. And uh, I look back at that moment and say, you know, well, all he saw was this kid running as fast as he could off a huge cliff. Right. And he saw the pain and agony of the fall. And the truth is, um, that's where all the growing happens, man. Yeah. And, you know, I had to be willing to, to do that uh, run and that, that dive, not just once, but a thousand times over. And, um, and really, yeah. so I always say I was really good at copying, right? Um, and uh, my teachers never liked it. But <laughs> in my adult life, in my business life, it's the actual greatest asset that I own. I've never said that I was that smart. I've always said I'm just a student. Right. And I've learned from very smart people. I picked very good mentors in my life and I did what they did and I didn't do what they didn't do. And so, um, and lo and behold, cool. I'm successful. Heck yeah. Right. So how did you, how did you get there? Like, you know, this teacher kind of stomped on your dream a little bit and great guy and everything, but sure. How did you, you know, pick yourself up and find those mentors and get started? You know, well, um, I went to go, I sold cars. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Wait, wait. Corey, that's where that's where all failed major league players go. Uh, <laughs> they sell cars. 
Nice. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, like when you don't have a degree, you got to manage some crap or sell some crap. Yeah. I sold cars. Nice. And, uh, I tell my wife and uh, my girlfriend said, Hey, I can't marry a car salesman. <laughs> and she wasn't kidding. And so I went, Shelly doesn't play. Shelly. Uh, uh, so I was like, well, a restaurant manager work. And she's like, yeah, you'll be ready a restaurant manager. That's fine. She's like, you ever waited a, a restaurant before a manager? I'm like, no. She goes, well, how are you going to get the job? It doesn't matter. I'm a car salesman. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but I got the job. So what happened was I, I actually, Shelly and I went to Hawaii. Um, I saw Bruce Wayne, right? Because Bruce showed me the two things that most people covet, which is time and money. And, you know, when I looked out into the world, most of us have one and very few of us have both, right? People have yeah. money, tend to not have a lot of time, and people have a lot of time, tend to be broke, right? Right. Yep. Right. Yep. And yep. so um, I remember he said real estate was the vehicle. So I was like, cool. I started reading books, and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2004. Yes. And that book automatically, every, I'm reading it, I'm like, that's Bruce. That's Bruce. Bruce owns apartments. And I was hooked. And from that point, um, in 2005, I started my company. I started it with the end in mind. Um, I called it Kahuna Investments because I truly wanted to be the big kahuna like Bruce. And um, now, I also had to have to do some reflection because I said, gosh, I really want to do this business, but what do I have right now? And I had a little bit of money. And when I say a little bit, like a little, little bit, right? <laughs> and I had, um, I didn't have any credit. I already knew that was in this crap, which I had filed bankruptcy in 2003 oh, and, um, from my trial marriage. Okay. Starting um, marriage. Okay. Yeah. And, but, uh, but I had a lot of, what I had a lot of was ambition and, um, and drive. And so I started really Corey, estate. hang on, buddy. You had something else that I think is super, super important. Ambition and drive, very important. But you had one more thing that I think a lot of people, you tell me if you agree with this, but I think a lot of people are lacking this when they start out in the, into this arena. And that is, you knew how to sell. You'd been a car salesman, man. You knew how to sell yeah. and you knew how to negotiate. And that is a massive skill set that I think a lot of people fail to realize is, is really, really critical in, in any business, but in this one specifically, um, who had that one going for you too? Sorry to interrupt you, man. No, no, no. So that's the truth. I, I did have, I knew I had charisma. I know how to talk to people. I wasn't afraid to talk to people. Um, and I wasn't afraid to take action. So I remember reading books and like when I first started, I was like going, um, I read, I mean, I was book read at first, right? So when you first start, a lot of us start book read, like you go to Barnes and Nobles. Now yeah. we go to our iPhones, right? But, right. um, I read every book I could, and then I read one that said, take a second on your home. This is like in 2005. I'm like, oh, great, great. I'll take a second on my home. I'm like, oh, I got 25000 bucks. Now I can go buy some real estate. So I went and bought um, – I opened up a yellow, uh, yellow Pages, right? That's ancient, right? Yes. <laughs> I opened up Yellow Pages, and I was looking um, – I went to the credit unions because I was like, man, a book I read said, call the banks ask for the REO department. Well, banks scared me, but I was like – what about credit unions? They seem like a little nicer, a little friendlier. So <laughs> I was right. started off in the credit unions and American Airlines Federal Credit Union. I met a girl named Holly Lane, right? That was the REO department director. And um, she sold me my first two homes. I bought and sold, flipped, made some money. And then I bought three more other homes and I kept them. I was like, I'm going to have some rental property. And that's when I made my first mistake. 
because I ran out of money. <laughs> right? I had a little bit of my profit in each of those rental properties, yet I was only making maybe $600 a month. And so that wasn't enough to live on, and we still needed Corey's income. And so I, uh, I actually put my dream on hold I, um, because uh, I didn't know how to get past it. Like, it was a roadblock that I didn't know how to get past. And so I, um, I became a financial advisor with Edward Jones. And one of my friends, I go, don't you have to have a degree to do that? He goes, no. I'm like, what? Tell me more. <laughs> like, how do I do that? Like, my eyes got big, dude. Okay. <laughs> And that's so, um, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I got series seven and 66 license. And, um, I mean, I did it in a, in a wonderful time, 2006. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had like two years and then the market crashed. And so I was, I put my dream on hold in real estate. Did now I'm going to get to the point here. I'm going to tell you how I got real successful. Right. But you got to build this, this backstory is kind of funny and neat because yeah. what Edward Jones did for me was teach me everything about money, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how to go find money, where money hangs out, how to um, get them to take, you know, like my goal was to take and say, oh, yeah. I've this stock, bond, or mutual fund, and here's the story. I was, I was selling mutual fund stories, you know, and I, if you got $100,000, I think you should invest it today. And, um, but it taught me how to be a master networking. Cool. Now, when, when the market crashed, um, my heart left the business, right? Because every uh, investment that I made for anybody went to half, right? And when they're crying and feeling bad, once your heart leaves your business, right? Um, so does yeah. your sales. You're, you're done. So does your sales. And so I walk into my office one morning and I got a meeting at 10 o'clock and I walk in at eight and my secretary can't look at me. And I know the call has been made. I'm toast, right? Uh. I'm getting canned. Oh, and man. so as I'm two hours, I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, you know, first thing I did was print a client list and put it in my truck. Okay. <laughs> Step number one. Um, but I, <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, I was like, dude, what am I going to do? Like, I got to have a plan B. Like I got to come home to my wife and say, honey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. And man, I already knew what I wanted to do. See that little kid, um, that kid had never stopped dreaming, right? That little farm boy. Yeah. He, he still really wanted to be somebody. And uh, <laughs> I'll try not to get emotional because this, this is how impactful mm. that one little moment of my life is. Uh, because uh, truly, it's, it's the time in my life where everything changed. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, the universe will give you what you believe, right? And so in the four walls of that office all by myself, I made the deepest, most gut-wrenching, I mean, I'm telling you everything that I absolutely am, commitment. And I made it to myself. And I made the commitment that I'd be willing to do whatever it took. Uh, I don't want to get emotional on this, but to be a successful real estate investor, right? And I mean, I mean, and I sold out to the idea. I mean, I, I mean, as long as it was legal and ethical, there's nothing that I was not willing to do. You say, you got to do it. Um, and stay up till four o'clock in the morning every day, done, check mark, I'll do it, right? And it was that level of commitment. And I'm telling you from that point on in my life, the universe opened up to me. And isn't, um, it, isn't, it, isn't it amazing, Corey, about how uh, luck happens, you know? 
I, I, I find that when you're actually looking for opportunities, they're, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. And when you're not looking for them, you could, one couldn't slap you in the face and you'd know that it was an opportunity. Um, and I, I think it's so cool that you get emotional about that. Cause I, I mean, it, there well, are certain points in my, in my life too, that are exactly like that moment where something changed dramatically. And it's always around a huge commitment like that. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. You were full, you burnt the boats. Yeah. I mean, it was no going back. Yep. That's, I love um, that. It, it really was. I can say it right here. Right here was the time. Now, funny how things work, but I, I, and then I started to change, you know, I say copy your way to success because I, you know, I, I just keep learning from other things that, you know, I learned from Edward Jones. I learned from um, in the car business, how to sell. I learned from the manager of restaurant business, how to manage, how to manage people. Right. Um, how to look at P and L's. Right. Everything I was doing was kind of setting me up for what I was just about ready to do. And um, so I got into, so I, you know, in 2009, I'm, I'm canned, or 2008, right, something like that. I'm canned. I'm now full-time on my own. Kahuna Investments is going into business. And, again, I just took stock and said, where am I at? Um, and I said, well, I still don't have any money. <laughs> I got a limited amount of money, but I have a whole lot of wa want, want to do it. And so I took that momentum. and But now I knew how to network, how to meet people, how to do all kinds of things. So I go to my local RIA and I found all the guys that had lots of money and I was like, and I smart. So I, you know, I'm a good copier, right? Like when I copy, I, I copy well. And so now Tony Robbins says it's modeling success. So let's just, I like the word copy better, but we can call it modeling success to keep. If you want to be all fancy, you can call it modeling, whatever. Yeah, to tone it down, right? You know, cause people <laughs> might be offensive to the word copy, right? But so modeling, we're modeling success here. Right. But, um, um, but I would go to the RIAs and I was, I would just go to the guy that's running the RIA and say, Hey, listen, um, I'm new. Can you help me out and point me out some of the guys that are actually, you know, some of the bigger players here. And they're like, yeah, cause dude, they're happy that you're coming to the RIA. They're like, well, that guy, that way, the John, you know, Ron, and then this. And so guess who's sitting right next to him? Me. Hmm. Right. And I'd be like, Oh, so, um, you know, what do you do? Act like I don't even know. Like they, I'm not going to point out that I was, I know he's successful. I'm just going to start the conversation and I just start asking him, what does he do? He starts telling me, oh, I'm, you know, I'm rehabbing this. Oh, really? What areas do you like to do in? What's your average rehab? Um, how much, you know, and I'm, I'm like taking the order of what his deal looks like, what his perfect deal looks like. That's awesome. Right. And then I'm like, guess what? It's just like coincidence, but I find deals just like that. Right. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. Like the, the, uh, that's so cool. That networking skill. Um, that's so prominent in all of the people that I see that are successful. Yeah. I mean, Angela, and I talk about this all the time. Like our, our business It's amazing how fast the business grew. Once we got out of our stupid little, our own corner. Yeah. Started yeah. sharing with other people like you're doing today, you know, you're sharing with all of the people and, um, man, it just, just sharing that story is powerful, right? It is. It is. It, it, is. it tells, it, it does a couple of things, man. It tells other people that they can do it too. But in the same breath, it tells everybody else that, that is doing it. Okay. This guy's for real. He knows what he's talking about. Right. And, yeah. and, and he knows a whole bunch of people. Like we need to uh, get to know that yes, guy. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, and it's really about your scars. Like it's always being willing to run off that cliff and fail. I've always been willing to do it. And sometimes you crash, right? But 
Um, what I always had was a really good support system too. I, 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 I want to make sure I bring up my wife here just for a quick moment because honestly, she is the reason I'm successful. Not because of anything else that I've told you so far. It was because when I came home and told her my dreams and goals, when I got fired from everyone, because I made the commitment to myself, but I still had to go sell it to my wife. Right. <laughs> and yep. so, and I spilled my guts to her and said, and you know, honey, cause we still needed my income. And she was like, because what was at stake was my marriage, my kids, my family, everything. Yeah. And, um, and you know, because I, I didn't want to go the secure route. I wanted to go the route, right? <laughs> yep. and, um, and so, but man, Shelly, I remember her looking at me and saying, honey, I support you, right? Um, but she also said, but you better not, do not fail, right? Do not <laughs> fail us. And, but man, I will say Shelly has been my coat of armor. Whenever I would make mistakes or money mistakes or have uh, bruises or just, you know, she was always there to mimic with her words of passion and her songs of praise and, and build me up again and, and make me feel invincible. And, you know, once I, she got me mended up, she'd kick me out the door and say, go get him, Tiger. You know, you're my man. Yeah. And um, that gave me the confidence to keep going out and failing, Right. Yeah. Because really it's about failing and not giving up. Right. And so, um, what I, so I, want, I kind of want to transition. So what happens, I started wholesaling, doing a pretty good job. And then, I, but the thing was, I was making like a $3,000 wholesaling fee. And um, now I'm managing now out of state people and I'm managing their rehabs for them. And they're making like 25 or $30,000 rips. And I'm making like a $3,000 wholesaling fee. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, uh, we're going to enter Carl into my life. So Carl was one of my uh, clients at Edward Jones, um, but Carl had no extra money. It was all tied up in like his retirement stuff. But me and Carl played racquetball. We still play racquetball. Um, and um, so I was telling Carl what I was doing, and he would watch me kind of get – he didn't – well, he knows I got fired now, but you know, of course I told him I quit Edward Jones back in the day. Right, <laughs> right, right. But this but, is um, get real, so you can tell us. It's okay. Yeah. So yeah. – um, but um, so he's watching me become successful wholesaling and he's, and so I go, Carl, here's my problem. I'm like, they're making 25. I'm making three. I want to flip the script. Right. right. And, I, and Carl lived in a retirement community. And I was like, man, Carl's got to know somebody. So I was asking Carl, not for money, but for his help. And I said, Carl, listen, you're seeing me do this. If you could give me like, introduce me to somebody, I could pay like 12%, give him a note and deed of trust. And so he's like, great, no problem. I'll see what I can do. Well, the next day, guess who calls? It's Carl. And Carl's like, hey, man, Corey, do you still want to do that 12%? And I was like, well, yeah. And in the back of my mind, I was like, man, Carl found somebody. And he goes, Carl, he goes, Corey, you don't know this, but my home is totally paid for. I can borrow money at 3%. And if you give me 12, I make a spread. How much money do you need? Now, that's a loaded question, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... I gather everything that I am. I'm like, Carl, I need $85,000. And Carl was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. Where, where do you want me to send it? Oh, my God. And just like that, I'm telling you, man, my jaw hit the ground. And I was like, uh, 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 because I didn't even know where to put it. And, um, but that was my first wow. uh, piece of private money. And you want to talk about some limiting beliefs that Corey used to have? Right. And I'm sure some of your listeners probably have this, like, I'm not good enough for people to give me money. Right. Or I'll never be like, I just, I, I had a lot of that baggage because of how I grew up, grew up poor. 
And the way I thought about money was very poor in thinking. Even though I've been trained as a financial advisor, I just didn't think I was good enough. And, and where that, I mean, that 85 grand, like to you in that moment, that was a, that was a lot of money, right? I mean, that was a big ask. Yeah. It was everything, man. I'm telling right. you. I mean, it, 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 people, I think anybody who's out there doing real estate right now, they're thinking 85 grand is not that big of a deal. People who haven't done any real estate. No, maybe but if you haven't started, that's huge. Thoughts that you do, but, but for you in that moment, asking that dude for 85 grand, that was a big deal, right? It was a big deal, man. And, um, man, once I got it, man, it was, I tell you, I always say, I, like, it was like going into the telephone booth as Clark Kent, and I spun around that sucker, dude, and I'm like, <laughs> I raised five money! It's like Superman, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what it did was, for me, is it, it made me open my eyes again. I'm like, wow, I can do this. And then I was, I looked out again, I said, well, who else is raising money? I'm like, oh my God. There's lots of people raising money. I'm like, what do they have? What are they using to do it? Oh, they have to have a credibility kit. You have a private money program. And so I started putting all these tools together and soon, you know, like within like three or four months, I'm raising millions of dollars, right? I have probably about, uh, in 2009, 10, a um, couple mil, maybe $3 million working in fix and flips. Now I'm hang hustling. So hang, hang on just a second, dude. So you, <laughs> yeah. you went from... You know, joke spun in that in that phone booth because you went from literally from eighty five thousand dollar ask, which was a big deal, to like what in a year you you had raised probably a year and a half, year and a half, year and a half, half you raised like three million dollars. Yeah. yeah, so you got over your fear instantaneously, right? Well, right, man, right. You know, because I, I I looked out and I said, I go, well, what do I need to do to raise more money? I need to be a leader, right? So I was like, okay, yep. so I started my own RIA. Right. Or, you know, I, uh, my little group, a little meetup group. Right. And I, I taught what I knew and money. I always said money shows up in the room all the time and they all want to do real estate, but eventually they just give me their money because they like, they can never pull the trigger. Because yeah, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Don't we know? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and that's what would happen. I'd pull money in that room all the time. And then I, I'll then referrals. Oh my God. Referrals. I mean, so. once you do good by somebody, they'd become a walking billboard for you. Yep. So, so, tell me, tell me like, so now you've raised millions of dollars, okay? We've gone from farm boy getting his feelings hurt, crushed. Now we've gone all this, this path. We've, we've, now you've, you've learned how to raise money. You can raise millions of dollars. How do you get from wholesaling, rehabbing, doing the normal real estate business to very large because I know I know a little bit about your portfolios to very large multifamily properties you know because people listening to this there, there's probably some people out there going yeah I got a wholesale business I can relate to part of this story but how do you go from Clark Kent to Superman and then from Superman to I don't know what the I don't know yeah, what, what the is next, the next, Thor Thor's Thor, better I don't know I, yeah, I don't know. one of those guys right yeah. one of those guys. <laughs> how do you get there and and then and yep. tell us, tell Let us. Why. I'm going to tell you another. I'm going to tell you another pain story. Okay. Because okay. man, like the world would look at me and say, "Corey, you have it all." I started. I got. Um, like we all understand that real estate, like, can get you. It's intoxicating, and you can get lost in it. Um, yeah. And especially in single family, like when you're doing all the work. And I was mad. I mean, here I am, a single. I'm like doing it by myself this whole time. Like, I don't have any staff. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I am. I mean, I'm a workaholic. 
obviously, right? Um, but um, here's what happened. So I'm successful doing probably six to seven flips a month. Um, we'll just get, and you got to keep that machine going, driving properties. Um, yep. So my son says, hey, dad, um, are you going to be in my game tomorrow? No problem, son. I'll be there. Uh-huh. And, um, but I had three properties that I didn't look at that week. And so I was like, I'll devise a plan. Like Saturday morning, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to look at this property. I'll do all these things and I'll be back in time for the game. Okay. That's what I said in my, in my mind. <laughs> um, and then things get distracted, right? I get to the first job site and like, why the hell you guys got this? You don't need this. Like, gosh, dang it. I go to Lowe's. I drop some stuff off, pick some stuff up. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm running behind. And long story short, man, I get at the very end of the game and dude, my son comes off the field mm. and, um, and, uh, she has another one. She's, uh-huh. you guys got me too. Uh, this one was tough, man. This one hurt me, um, really bad mm. because my son was crying, dude. And just, I mean, I remember grabbing his head and putting it in my chest and he's like, you promised dad, you promised. And, uh, I mean, that's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough feeling if you're, and and I'm a full-time dad. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I want to be the coach, right. And, uh, and be there for my kids and for my, and here I am failing as a father, not just a little bit, but in a bad way. And, um, I just, I mean, mean, and now kids are resilient. Kids are resilient. They love you no matter what. And so he still want to jump in my truck and, and me to take him home. Right. But, the whole time on the truck, he was like agonizing pain for me because he's, <laughs> you know, just, just, oh, just trying, you know, and I'm just, you know, I drop him off and I get in my truck and I, my wife's looking at me. It's like, you better fix this, right? You, you, you better fix it. And, um, I'm, I'm driving and I'm, I'm, I'm asking God, I'm like, I'm like, forgive me. Right. You know, uh, why, why am I failing? And just and everything. And, I finally drive long enough and enough time and I ask God to read where I finally actually forgive myself. I come to a place of calmness and man, I'm telling you no longer than I got in that spot that I drive by this stupid apartment that I've driven by so many times. And you know, I used to say, I wish I could own an apartment. Um, and that was all it was, was a wish. But on that particular day, my mind was free. I was in a nice state and I just said, well, how can I own an apartment? And I thought about Bruce oh, for a man. minute. Like, just hang, hang tight. Hang tight. I got to unpack a few things here because I hope, A, I hope the business owners out there heard the inflection and the pain still, right? That still chokes you up. I hope the business owners out there are hearing this because this is the get real podcast, right? So we've had a couple of get real moments with Corey. This is one of them. So when, when you out there convince yourself that you're doing this for your kids and then you miss their kids, you miss your kids games. I, I hope you just heard that and you don't have to experience what Corey did. So, so take his pain and get, take his get real moment and, and make a change now in your life so that that doesn't have to happen to you. Second, and, and this is really important. That question Corey just asked. Can you say that again, man? How can I? How can I? I think everybody, everybody out there is so limited by 
you know, their, their questions and the way they speak to themselves, that question is empowering. Other questions you could have asked yourself could have been self-limiting. That one changed the game. Changed everything, man. I'm telling you, I once, I mean, I immediately, once I, once I said the question right in my mind, right? I, I mean, my, I like, I flash back to Bruce, Bruce, time and money, living the lifestyle. I'm like, that is what I need to be doing apartments. I've seen, he gave me the perfect vision. If I would do it correctly, I would have all the time and the money and not be running my butt off. I mean, I knew it was the, I'm like, I was certain. And I remember I flipped a U-turn. I go to Barnes and Noble. So, Cause I was like, then I, my brain started working. Corey, what do you know about apartments? I don't know a whole lot. Where would you get some information? Go to Barnes and Noble's, right? Go to the multifamily section, right? I bought four books. And the last book, Murphy's Law, the last book I read, called, uh, was called Multifamily Millions by David Lindahl, who uh, became my mentor, right? And he taught me the business. Um, I learned everything from him. I got to the point where I felt confident. And in 2011, I, um, I bought my first apartment deal. I, I bought it for 3.2 million bucks. And I raised $1.4 million of private equity. And um, um, that was my first deal. And by the way, I sold it two years ago for $8.8 million bucks. Man, you got to love um, that. That is sexy. You got to love that. Corey. And did a 1031 exchange. Yeah. I bought a $12.7 million deal. That yeah. will pay me about a half million dollars in income, uh, whether or not I do any work at all. Nice. So, man. Nice. Yeah. Like, can you, can you just walk us through why a person, so you just gave us a really big reason why, right? It's the passive income, but there's Sunsets and palm trees on your terms, brother. There's a lot, Corey, yeah. there's a lot of other reasons. And I'm, I'm, we, we both know these, right? We both own multifamily. It's a fantastic thing. Um, but for people out there who are like, well, it's, what's the difference? Like, why would I want to own an apartment building? And, like, what are all of the benefits to this, right? Because you've talked about raising money. Where's all the, where's all the money points? Let's, let's kind of, I mean, let's, yeah. let's, let's do it. And I know this is, you teach, a, you teach a, 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 a class called the Kahuna Boardroom, which I have attended and is fantastic. By the way, uh, the team, not Corey, but the team of Corey and Shelly plus the rest of his staff, I have never been to an event where I was treated more like royalty than at your event, sir. Uh, Thank you. Hands down. I, as far as experiential, there is nothing that I've been to better. Uh, you literally are treated like Hawaiian royalty when you go <laughs> to this deal. And it is really, really well done. Um, cool. So sorry, that's an aside. But you teach a class and it's, what is it, three days, two days? How, I can't remember it's, how long it's, it's, you were there for three, Ron. Yeah, so three – yeah, I was there for three. I couldn't remember after hula dancers and all the really good food and everything else. I couldn't remember how you long. you got to have a luau if you come to the boardroom, right? So right. Like, that's yeah, that's right. So uh, there's three days' worth of content. Obviously, we can't do that on this show, but can you just like – let's just like rapid fire. Yep. Angela, can we just rapid fire like some – what are the reasons? Yeah. Like, list all the reasons you can think of, Corey, why someone would want to buy a multifamily property. Yeah, let's um, scale of economy, right? My first one is cash flow, right? So I'm a cash flow investor. I, I like rent checks coming in to my pocket every month. So cash flow is number one. 
Um, but believe it or not, it makes money just like you can get um, like that big chunk of money that we used to get in fix and flip. We call that an acquisition fee here, right? I typically get a 4% acquisition fee when I buy a property. So if I bought a $10 million deal, right? The math is 400,000 bucks, right? Do two of those a year and make 800K, right? Just an upfront money, okay? Then you have cash flow, um, scales of economy, right? It's a lot easier to buy 100 doors than it is to buy 22 doors or even a fourplex or fiveplex because the they're, when you buy a multifamily property, they rate it on the property more than they do on you personally, okay? Um, now, the other big one is taxes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so, um, Corey Peterson does not pay taxes. Like, not the kind of tax. I, I just don't. So, but you're not, you're not like the, uh, who was the movie star that decided he wasn't going to pay taxes because it wasn't legal? Oh, yeah, not that guy. Not I, that I, kind. Not that kind, right? Yeah, yeah. so properties, when, we're in, when you're a true investor. So, Robert talked about this in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of being an investor. See, anybody that's wholesaling or fix and flip, and I'm not here to poo-poo on them, but I'm just going to tell you, like, you're a trader with a D, but if you do it long enough, you'll feel like with, a, you know, an AI trader, right, <laughs> to the business, right? <laughs> because we all wanted sunsets and palm trees. Yeah. Right? We wanted residual money, and, um, and we've, we've kind of thought that that was fix and flip. Well, yeah, it's that's, no, it's a great way to get there, to get the money to get started, but. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Or you just learn how to raise other people's money. Like that's like that's that was my biggest aha moment is I can raise other people's money and do this thing called real estate. And the great thing about the multifamily space is it's a lot of it's done for me. So I own over almost a hundred million dollars worth of real estate. I have an admin, Susie, and I have two other people that work for my info business. That's about it. Now I have lots of other people that work with Corey, like my management company, my lawyers, my, um, you know, everybody that my loan officer, right? Oh, partners. Yeah. Yeah. But like Corey's day to day is not in, I don't have to like, I've, I truly have freedom. Right. So, and then taxes, taxes, like we do this thing, I think called cost segregation studies. And, um, so right now, like we just did, uh, we bought a $10 million property and, um, normally, you can take the property minus the land and you can uh, take that value and divide it by 27.5. Now that's your, and then you get your average depreciation or you can do a cost segregation study. Well, what's that? Well, that's just where a bunch of engineers get together and say, well, you don't have a property. You have a bunch of drywall and a bunch of electrical and a bunch of appliances and they all have different lifetime values. And so short, uh, hand is we got a $3 million depreciation that we can use in year one. So I bought a $10 million property and I get $3 million of depreciation. And because I get to say that I'm a real estate professional, I can offset any of my other uh, earned income. So yes, that's sir. huge. That is, yeah, that is huge. Wow. It, 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 is, it is such a massive thing. I don't think people really fully comprehend um, and maybe, man, if you'll, if you'll let me, let me, let me just state like everybody's heard the, uh, penny a day. Like if I gave you, if I gave you a million dollars today or a penny a day compounded daily for 30 days, which would you take? And everybody now knows that it's like over $5 million, the penny a day compounded, right? Yeah. But a penny a day, a penny a day compounded that's taxed 
is worth like $46,000 on day 30. So if you don't think this is a big deal, it is a big freaking deal. All right. As Joe Biden would say, it's a big freaking deal, right? It's a big freaking (laughs) deal, brother. It's a big freaking Uh, deal. So, um, those are, those are such great, I mean, the cash flow, the, the tax savings, the economies of scale is a big one, right? Because if you have, uh, you know, three, four, five vacancies, it's not that big of a deal. We don't even care. No one, I, I'm not doing anything. Right. No. Right. And the other thing is the freedom you were talking about. I mean, Angela, I talk about this all the time on the podcast. What the hell did we all go into business for to begin with? Right, Angela? I mean, it's, yeah, more time. I mean, I, I don't want to like, you know, this question might, may sound dope, but I'm sure other people are wondering it. Like in our company, you know, with selling real estate, Corey, we, we kind of, we teach people to start out buying single family homes for cash flow, and then multifamily. And then eventually we get into apartments. So somebody who's starting out like with us, like how do they know? I mean, if they're not doing the fix and flip route, or I guess even if they are like, how do you know if you're ready to get started in this? Like, are you saying people should just go out and start raising money and then they can invest in apartments or is there other criteria to be like ready to invest? That's a great question, Angela. So I'll tell you this. Um, it is a completely different business in my opinion, right? The nomenclature is different. How we look at it, how it's viewed, how you underwrite it. It's 1000% different than residential real estate. So the truth is you could be a doctor, dentist, lawyer, it, I mean, or you can start from nothing like Corey Peterson did. It's just more work, right? To start from nothing, right? right? But I was like, I mean, I got to where I got because I followed some steps. I wasn't ready for the meat. I went to the milk, which was wholesaling, right? And wholesaling is a crazy, easy Farmer way. Farmer boy there. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you can go get um, some, uh, some milk. And, and, and really, that's been a great business. I only stopped wholesaling a year and a half ago, two years ago. Okay. Right? Because my wife's like, you don't need any more businesses. Get rid of some. Right? <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. And he did it. He did not need any yeah, more so businesses. So, Corey, so how does somebody, I mean, if they're not just going to buy it straight out because they've gotten to that point in their life, like how do they get started in the apartment business? Find, and- a, find a partner. Find a mentor, right? Go to, uh, go to events. Go to find, like, I've always been willing, like, this is my style. When I need something, I want something, I will, I will search and destroy who is it that I need to be in front of and meet, right? And then I will make it my life's mission. Dude, I flew all the way out to Boston to meet David Lindahl just to have stupid lunch, right? So I could meet the guy. And I, he tells the story. He's like, is he, you know, they're like, he's coming? No, he's coming. And like, he still didn't believe me. Like, I got there to his place that, you know, because I flew in that morning and I showed up and they're like, um, oh, crap, he's here. Right. And like, they didn't know that cause he, they already booked his schedule. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and okay. so he, I had a bit of and we finally went to lunch and we talked and cause I was getting ready to invest in his um, training program. I wanted to meet David. I want to, I wanted to really meet him. Right. It's important okay. for me. And um, cool. yeah. so I always oh. say like the easiest way is to part with somebody. Okay. So I'd, I'd say like, if that's the first action step, like find a mentor or partner with someone, any other, Tips on how to get started? Uh, well, I can teach you how to raise money, right? Oh, okay. That's good. So, right. I mean, yeah. I, I think, I mean, uh, Corey, Corey didn't know I was going to say this, but his, his boardroom is, it is legit. It's three days of a boot camp where there's no upsell and 
you can learn. And then if you, and you know, if you go to it and you understand what you're doing, you can part, he'll partner with you on deals. I know a ton of my, of my business owner friends, my, I mean, guys who are wholesale and rehab and who hadn't already gotten into this business, who are now in this business and they partnered with Corey after going to his boardroom. Like I was at the first one. I'm OG. Um, yeah, I was you are at, the OG. I'm OG um, at the boardroom, cool. but it's fantastic. And it's, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the least expensive program in the world, but it is really well done. And yeah. for the opportunity afterwards to be able to do what Corey just said, which is to partner with somebody who knows what they're doing, who owns a hundred million dollars worth of, of property, not to mention the management company and the attorneys and everything else that comes with it, that it, it's taken years for Corey to develop. Yeah. We give you our, our team, but you know, you know, what I've learned is this, right? So if, if I could start, if I, you said, Corey, start again and where you yeah. start, right? Yeah. I would learn how to raise private capital. Okay. I know that sounds very weird. Like you wouldn't like, what about finding how to analyze deals? Listen, screw all that. Listen, <laughs> learn how to raise a crap ton of private money right? yep. where you can command capital. And when you say jump, it says how high, right? Awesome. Because that's all about relationships, right? And it, like, even if you're not into real estate, you can find someone that's a fix and flipper and say, I'm going to raise capital for you. Right. And I am here. And because the money is in the money, the money's not in real estate, by the way, I know we all think it is, but it's not. The money is in the being able to raise capital. What Corey's good at is raising money. And then I get to put it in this vehicle called apartments. Right. Yep. I like the, the vehicle because it doesn't require a lot of my work. I understand I built a great team to support it and then it can do what it does. And my job is just to my capital. Right. Right. And no, you know, I didn't tell you the story, but how I got my first deal is I went into a David Lindahl event. I stood up in the back of the room. It was like day one of a four day event. And I'm um, and this never happens, but they're like, does anybody want to make an announcement? You know, we talk about like the, really? the water parting yeah. for you, like at the right time. Yeah. I stood up in the back of the room. I go, listen, I go, I've got a crap ton of money and I'm looking for some deals. Is there any deals out there? Come see me. And oh my gosh. I call it the Corleone method. Because <laughs> it was like the Godfrey. Everybody's like, hey, uh, Corey, can you see deal? Because I didn't buy lunch or dinner for the rest of the week. Oh, man, I bet. <laughs> and so that's how I found my first deal. Is, uh, the one that I just told you that I bought was through that event. And uh, some guys needed my money really bad. And I got 75% ownership of their deal. No, that's, that's freaking cool. That's great advice. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Corey. Yeah. So where can people go, uh, you know, find out more about what you do and, you know, um, watch your podcast, like tell us where to go. Yeah. So I'll give you two, two great places. So for free information on, uh, apartments and everything she ever, whatever. I mean, I teach this stuff on my podcast called multifamily legacy podcast. It's a fantastic then, one. I'm subscribed. You guys should all go subscribe to it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And um, the other one is uh, go to Kahuna Boardroom. Kahuna, kahunaboardroom.com. You can apply. We only allow 35 people into our boardroom event, but um, we, we do it because we, we can create community with 35 people. That's the number that I can physically teach and teach well. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Corey. That was some great information. I really appreciate it. We loved Corey, having you on. It really was, yeah. man. Thank you for getting so real too. I mean, you guys got me emotional twice. Uh, we loved it. It was awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, everyone listening. Thanks for being here. Um, you can go check out our podcast or leave us feedback as well on getrealestatesuccess.com. And uh, thanks, Corey. 
Thanks. Right, have a one later. <laughs> this has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.